words from Matthew's Gospel. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put his sheep at the right hand and his goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come to you that are blessed by my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it we saw you a stranger and welcomed you or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, you that are accursed, depart from me into eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me. Naked and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison and you did not visit, visit me. Then they will also answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer, truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is God's word for God's people. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, thank you for your words. And Lord, may they um, speak to each of us as you would have them do so. And Lord, and I ask that uh, you use me by the power of your spirit today, that I may speak words that you desire. And by that same spirit, Lord, may we hear from you and follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Jesus' last uh, major teaching in the gospel. Because after this, he's going to get arrested and be in the hands of his accusers who will make sure that he is crucified. Jesus is on the Mount of Olives while he is um, speaking to these, the closest of his followers. And you could look across from the Mount of Olives to see Jerusalem, where he would end up again. Because he had spent the last few days 
going into Jerusalem, and while he was in Jerusalem, he had spoken to and answered questions from the temple leaders, and usually giving them answers they really did not want to hear. And now he is preparing those closest to him for how they would live faithful lives after his death and how they would do their part for bringing about Jesus' vision for the kingdom of God. Jesus had warned them about the end of the age and that he would return. And he also told them, be ready at all times. And now he's telling them this parable of sorts of how the faithful are separated from the rest. And he tells them to be about doing the work of the kingdom. And here he's telling them exactly what that work is. Feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, clothe the naked, welcome the stranger, care for the sick, visit the prisoner. In other words, if they had not gotten it by now, it was not just about them. I really think that one of the things that has gotten skewed about Jesus' message, and especially in the last 30 years or so in America, is that it's all about what you can get from Jesus when most of what Jesus spoke about was what we should give, not get. I mean, think about how people tend to look for a church that they're going to be a part of. Um, they usually look about, see how nice the place is and whether it's comfortable, whether the music is good or what kind of music it is. How's the Sunday school program? How good is the preacher? Does he make me feel good about myself and not challenge me too much? Millions of people in America go to church each weekend in these days. In fact, they search for that church that tells them that their faith in Jesus is going to make them healthy, wealthy, and wise, especially wealthy. And if any of us were really honest, um, we'd have to admit when we were looking for that church, we had this mental list of things that we needed that church to be for us. And when you meet a new family at church, there's a good chance that they're making a circuit, evaluating the church in, what, in terms of what it will offer them. And the truth is, there are enough churches around us that people can eventually find that church that they're looking for. And if not, they can find it on television or on the internet. Um, I look around and I see there are a few people here that are as old as I am. Uh, <clears throat> those who will remember 
what a service station is. You know, um, I'm not talking about a gas station. I'm talking about a service station. When I was growing up, I grew up in um, outside of Farmington. And I remember when I was a kid in Kirtland, New Mexico, was the Conoco station. And when you pulled up, you ran over a thing that would ring a bell. And out would come a person who would say, usually they would say, fill it up or fill her up. And we'd say yes, and they'd say, can I check your oil? Or whatever else the car needed. And if your car needed something, they had a mechanic there to fix it. Um, I know kids are going, that's really odd. I didn't know they did that. Because now we don't have service stations, we just have gas stations. But they were full service. Everything you needed for your car, just about you could get at your local service station. But it was more than that. A neat thing about that is you knew the people at your service station, and they got to know you. And they got to know your car and what was probably wrong with that car or what it might need in the future. It was a full-service place. What did Jesus say? Feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, welcome the stranger, clothe the naked, care for the sick, Visit those in prison. How about if we selected our churches by how well they do those things? Or better yet, how well that church might help me me, do those things? James writes in chapter 2, verse 14 through 17, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but do not have works? If a brother or sister is naked and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and eat your full fill, and yet do not supply their bodily needs, what good is that? So faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. Jesus intends for each of us to be equipped and committed to serving the needs of those around us. In 2 Chronicles 16.9, we can read, The eyes of the Lord search the earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. When God searches the earth, do his eyes land on me? Does he find me fully committed to him? And I'll honestly say sometimes that's what he sees and sometimes not quite as much. And Jesus adds to that with that story that he just read. A story about the final judgment when Jesus will return 
to separate his obedient followers from pretenders and unbelievers. And the criteria he says he's going to use is whether we put action behind our faith. That faith that we profess with our mouths. And the service he seeks from us are just basic acts of mercy. Things that we can do every single day. In fact, he says, if we're doing these things for others, we're doing it for him. According to Jesus, it's not how good we feel when we leave here that matters. It's how we live out our faith on a daily basis and how we respond to the needs of others that's important. Jesus wants to move us away from a mindset that says the church must serve us to one where we see ourselves as a part of a church that is in service to people around us. God's vision is for this to be a place where servants come together to better learn how to serve those around us. And how to do that within our church as well through dynamic worship on Sunday morning. And because I'm not saying that worship is not important, it is. It's where we get equipped and it's where we come to praise our God for what he does for us. And those weekday programs that we have for the children around us and how we support our schools and our neighborhoods, what we do for our youth, how we can be in ministry to men and women, how we can have Bible studies and home groups and financial ministries and recovery groups and grief support, feed the poor, visit the sick, helping the single parent, helping out with housing, and on and on. You know, God, <clears throat> God and people before you have blessed you with one of the nicest church buildings in Clovis. And you here have done your part to take care of it and, and to keep it up and to improve it. And it's what it's about is not just for you, it's for your community. How to use it to carry out Jesus' instructions to feed, water, clothe, and welcome, and make disciples of Jesus Christ. Now, don't get me wrong. I want to tell you, the truth is that our salvation is a free gift from God. Remember what Jesus said to Nicodemus when he came to visit Jesus under the cover of night. He said, for God so loved the world that he sent his only son. And whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And some have mistaken this passage that I'm talking about today to mean that Jesus 
decides our salvation based on our works. But the Bible says differently. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God and not the result of works, so that no one may boast. Yes, we're saved by our faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. But I want you to also listen to what it says right after that in Ephesians chapter 2. For we are what he has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. God's good work do not lead us to salvation. Salvation leads us to good works. And we don't do anything that Jesus asked to alone. Right after the Great Commission, what did Jesus say? I am with you always to the end of the age. And what Jesus meant was he had offered his disciples and us in his physical absence, his spirit. I had a pastor once who uh, spoke about doing things that were so great or so scary that there was no way we could do it without God's help. If the only way it could be done is by the strength of the Holy Spirit, it's most likely what God is calling us to do. If it's easy, anyone could do it. But if it takes the power of God, that is for the body of Christ. You know, to truly resource what God has called us to be requires the commitment and the resources of every man, woman, youth, and child of the church. And according to Jesus, no one can exempt himself or herself from God's service. And each one of us needs to pray about what it is that we can do with God's help and discover that and then offer the body of Christ our commitment to serve. That's what Jesus desires from us. That's what he expects from his church, and that's what the world needs to see. There may not be any more service stations out there, at least not where you get gas. But maybe this is the service station not to take care of cars, but to take care of the people around us and to take care of the least of those. Maybe we can be that full service body of Christ. Lord God, I thank you even for those tough and challenging teaches, teachings of Jesus. Lord, I know so many times 
We just want him to make us feel good. And Lord, sometimes it's just the opposite. But Lord, instead of just passing on this and moving along to the next passage, may you cut to our hearts, each of us, Lord, that we may look to see what we can do to better live out our salvation and our faith through works of service so that those around us may too know the grace of Jesus Christ. For it is in your name we pray.